Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup to nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Listeners, welcome back to On the Side with yours truly, Jackie London. I just got off the Zoom with today's guest, and I'm crying. I was laughing so hard. She is such a delight. Carrie Gans is a registered dietitian. She's the author of The Small Change Diet. She is one of the greatest media dietitians that I have ever had the privilege to meet, much less call a friend. I think you're going to love this episode. We get into a variety of topics, including food trends, what Carrie's cooking lately in her current country lifestyle. She's taking a beat out of the city for the summer. She shared a whole bunch with me about her take on some of the trends that are happening on social media platforms, on traditional media platforms, what each of us has been seeing in terms of the dietetics profession, how it's shifted and where where we both would like to see it go. And we get into a whole bunch of topics that are research related. I think you're going to love this episode. It was just so much fun. Carrie is hilarious and wonderful and just a truly generous spirit and a great friend. So this is a great episode. Please, if you have any questions, you can always DM me at Jacqueline London RD on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Jacqueline London RD. I mean, why not do a little tweeting? Let's see what happens. Who knows? And of course, please, if you enjoyed the episode or if you have any questions or want some more info on something that we talk about here, please feel free to leave that in a review. You can rate the podcast, but please only rate it if you feel like you want to be generous today and you feel like I loved this episode. I'm going to give it five stars. All right. So please feel free to leave any questions in a review and I am always checking those. So I will be sure to make sure that I answer those questions, any questions that you have on the podcast. I can't wait to hear from you and I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode, but I know you're going to love it. I just know you're going to love it. All right. See you on the other side. But first, let's get to a quick listener question. Today's question is, what are your thoughts on teas like beet belly bloat and detox tea? Huh? Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm not such a fan and here's why. So the main difference between detox teas and any other type of tea, like ones that are bagged for brewing or ground from leaves, is really just marketing. The concerning tea toxes and like other forms of detox tea usually contain a number of different plants like cassia, senna, and kamakrista, which 
are widely used by pharmaceutical companies and therefore rigorously sourced and tested by the FDA when they're being used in pharmaceuticals for the manufacturing of over-the-counter laxatives. I mean, those really range in potency, but like, like when you're drinking something that is a laxative, it can have quite the effect, especially when you are assuming based on those two names, like detox tea or beet belly bloat, that that it's going to have a very more specific effect or a more desirable effect versus just pure straight up laxative, ex-lax to the GI tract. Okay. Psyllium is also another ingredient that can be found often in many of these teas. And, you know, the difference between those two is that the first three that I mentioned tend to have a stimulant laxative effect. Psyllium has more of an osmotic laxative effect, so it's a little bit gentler. But if you're using the combo of the two together, because often they're found in the same products, that could be tricky for you to go about your day in any <laughs> any reasonable way. Anyway, the other things I've also seen in some of these teas are peppermint oil, lemon balm. Those plus hot beverage plus the other ingredients could literally, I mean, we're all friends here. I'm just going to say sounds like shitting your brains out for a very long time and very aggressively. All right. The important part of all of this is to say that regardless of what ingredients are being used, what laxative, what stimulants, what osmotic laxatives, all of that stuff, is that there's no way to guarantee that what's actually in the product, right? No matter what type of statements are touted on a brand's ingredients list or website, these laxative leaves are sourced from various locations where contamination with other ingredients is a possibility, right? So in other words, even if you are getting one with the intention that it's going to have a laxative effect, you don't actually know where you're sourcing, where the company is sourcing that product from. In fact, some sometimes these companies don't even know where they're sourcing it from. So really important to, if you're looking for a laxative, go for that Miralax, girl. You know what I mean? Like better that you actually get a, an, a proper laxative to get things going versus taking something like a detox tea or beet belly bloat. And in general, you all know this by now, but dietary supplements aren't overseen by the FDA. There's no guarantee of that sourcing of ingredients. There's no guarantee of safety and efficacy. And honestly, I'd just so much rather you go to the CVS. But I often get this other added sort of element of a question, which is like, okay, but do they actually do the weight loss thing? Like, do they do the bloat beating thing. And to that, I would say this, when food in any form passes through your GI tract, you'll still retain most nutrients. So you'll actually retain about 88% of total calories consumed. That's from a well-established outcome from eating disorder research first proposed in the 80s, honestly. Really, you may lose water weight. But if you are, that can be an indicator that you're losing a significant amount of blood levels of electrolytes, which is dangerous, honestly. So electrolytes work to support acid-base balance in your blood. They provide a myriad of functions related to muscle and nerve function that control every cell in every tissue and every organ system of your body, meaning you might not notice an electrolyte imbalance until it's too late. I mean, best case scenario, muscle cramp. Worst case scenario, cardiac arrest. I mean, who really wants to roll those dice? You know what I mean? The other thing in general, the other problem with the weight loss question has to really do with the function of your kidneys. And it's less about weight loss and more about the bloat, right? Which is sort of the intended effect to begin with, right? Under normal circumstances, your kidneys regulate blood pressure and blood volume. So if you lose too much water and electrolytes, there's something called the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. Jeez, I can't, I always forget how long that full 
whole word is, the renin angiotensin aldosterone system. That's activated. And the result of that can cause bloating and fluid retention once you stop drinking the teas. You see what I'm saying? So in other words, because your body's always trying to achieve homeostasis, you'll go back the other way if when you're not necessarily consuming the teas to whatever extent you're consuming them, right? So the end result of resuming normal life post-tetoxing is bloating. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, then that's literally the opposite of what you were doing there to begin with. For many of us, especially women, the feeling of bloat primes us to the point of blame finger, you know, internalization and buying into the idea that either we didn't do enough of taking the teas or that there's something wrong with us, right? It's a shame trigger, major shame trigger, major isolation inducing cycle that can keep us on a diet driven hamster wheel for forever. So I would say hard no on all of these teas with claims. I would definitely encourage drinking unsweetened tea of whatever type you like and in whatever form you like, just not the ones that have these scary claims with the little asterisks next to them. That's how you can always identify these because some of them are like a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Like they'll look like normal tea, but then they'll have a little claim there and then a little asterisk next to the claim that says, this statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. And then you're like, well, great. I guess I'll get the chamomile, whatever. Choose the tea you like make it unsweetened. You want to have a little non-nutritive sweetener in there. I'm all here for that. Enjoy the tea how you like it. It does provide a ton of antioxidants in the same way that coffee does. So I'm here for tea. I'm not here for the detox tea. There we go. All right, let's get to the episode. Carrie, welcome from Narrowsburg to the On The Side podcast. Yes. I mean, Narrowsburg, New York. Let me just say, for those who have never been here, it is, <laughs> it's a little bit of heaven. And I really don't want to even say that I'm here because I wouldn't I want know. people to start coming. Exactly. You know? So exactly. we need to keep it, we need to keep it a secret. So I am actually not here. You're I'm not here. Else. You're dreaming about it. You're in, you're in an AR version of country. How is your country exactly. lifestyle treating you on that note? It, uh, you know, there's something about living in the country. It's <laughs> so peaceful. Okay. I mean, it's just, I have no words. I wake up, I look outside. And even when it was raining, I was still like happy to be here. And the truth is, my dog is happy. That and really if, is, makes everyone and happier. If my, and if my dog is happy, I'm happy. Did I think he'd bark less? Yes, but he's still barking. And he, we are kind of in a valley. So get this, we're kind of in a valley. So when he barks, his bark echoes. And he thinks it's another dog. So, okay. So he just keeps barking at this other dog that happens to be him. It's but double Cooper. Other than that. Double Cooper. <laughs> double Cooper. It's double Cooper. It's it's my doppelganger. It's so weird. That bark sounds just like me. <laughs> yes, it does. And he just keeps going. And no matter how often I explain to him, but doesn't matter because guess what? We're in the country. So if he keeps barking, I don't have a neighbor banging on my wall telling me to shut my dog up. Oh, and God, therefore, the city there's lifestyle. a whole it's so hard. new level of calmness that has come over me. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's just for a month, I will take it. That's all I have to say. It sounds 
glorious. That sounds so glorious. It's a very stark contrast to the city lifestyle where you get one peep out of that dog and you're threatened with some sort of cease and desist. And you're like, this, he can't, he doesn't have, he doesn't have thumbs to agree to this cease and desist. He can't sign anything. Right. (laughs) No. And he's a dog. And he's a dog. And dogs bark. I know. Okay. If you don't like a barking dog, don't live in a building that allows dogs. I mean, I, I so could not agree more. Before we move on from this topic, I will share this one somewhat relevant to our subject matter here. (laughs) somewhat relevant story with you that the other day, and I didn't even really, like, I didn't have enough time to register just how funny it was while it was happening, which is that Monty, our beaten terrier, we're in quite the busy midtown locale. We walked by Ocean Prime, which is a restaurant I have not thought about in some time, right? I mean, how often does one think about Ocean Prime? Not very frequently. (laughs) It's like, like more of like an old school seafood slash steakhouse, but it's called Ocean Prime, but it's really a steakhouse. And it's like a real midtown lunch vibe. And I'm I'm wondering right now if I've been there or I just thought I'd been there or it's been so long. Or you've been to a different prime perhaps because there's a number of types of primes. Okay. Yeah. We're walking by and ran into a friend who was having lunch, a sensible, very busy hour. There was a line outside of Ocean Prime, a midtown, proper midtown sit-down lunch. Monty, to say hi to this friend, jumped into the planter that was separating the street from the lunch. So here's this Wheaton Terrier trying to get some steak in in a planter, almost I, on the table. Just wanted to see what was up. Say hello, yeah. but also, might I have the bread basket? Please pass a roll. It was like, it was truly like, like a comedy verse. The best part of it, though, was that you would expect that to be something where people freak out a little or people are like, get your dog out of that planter. Or- right, right. And, <laughs> and were people pretty, were no people one, pretty calm? It was as if the wind just, nothing, <laughs> no one. And it was like okay. day in the life. And I was like, wow, a lot more New Yorkers are here than I thought. <laughs> okay. You know, I wish I was there. Those are my kind of people. Right. Okay. My kind there of are people. people. Those are our people who are like, oh yeah, day in the life. Oh, here they are announcing themselves. Anyway, Carrie, what is your your Narrowsburg living done for you as far as um, cooking opportunities? Are is there more happening? Is there less well, happening? Okay. What's going on? You know, that's the interesting thing. We take for granted. I shouldn't say we, but I'm going to. Okay, please do. As New Yorkers, as New <laughs> Yorkers, <probably> that <laughs> everything is basically at our fingertips. Okay, yes, you don't feel like cooking. You order in. Uh, you don't feel like going to the store. Your groceries are delivered, and basically anything you want, you can get. A hundred percent. Now you're somewhere where you can't just walk across the street, okay, and get whatever you want. I mean, sometimes I go to Grace's which is right across the street from where I live, I go more than once. It's if it's my private uh, Completely. Cupboard. It's a private shopping. Okay? Yeah, it's a pantry. Yeah. It's a pantry. Thank you. Yeah. But here, one, I have to plan, which I'm not very good at planning. And you know, it's I funny know. as a nutritionist, we tell people, I know. on Sunday, plan I know, your meals. But I can't. But I don't do that. I don't do that. I, I haven't I thought about just, that one time. <laughs> yeah. No, me, I wake up and say, what do I want? And right. then, you know, I, right. I wait for like a, a calling. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, to decide what to cook. All right. I'm not a planner. Or I might even be like, no cooking tonight, right. honey. We're right. ordering in again. Yeah. Well, that's not happening here. There's no ordering in. Restaurants are most are not even open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. So 
I've been cooking. And I don't know. I mean, I've been going every day to the store, which is a little ridiculous because the really good store, I have to drive into Pennsylvania to Weiss Supermarkets, which I've never been to and am in love with. Rice? So, Rice Supermarkets? Rice. Weiss. W-E-I-S. If I'm even pronouncing it. I guess it's Weiss. Yeah, it must be. I don't know. I might be pronouncing it wrong. But it's a whole new thing for me. First of Whoa. all, a huge supermarket, but driving almost a half hour to go food shopping. And I'm like, you know what? Unheard People of. have to do this. Right. I mean, this is why we take things for granted in New York City. Like, we just don't do those things. So I've been planning. And Whoa. no, I take that back. The plan was to the go plan to the is driving. Right. That's the plan. Right. I mean, I'm let's, sorry, just that not, was the let's plan. not, you know, we don't want let's to. Not get, oh, yeah. not get the plan was <laughs> let's get in the car <laughs> right. and drive to the supermarket. And right. my husband will be like, and we can't plan for tomorrow too. I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm going to no, want. No, who knows what you're so, going to want tomorrow. I feel yes. the same way. Yes. Anyway, I've had dinner home now for three nights in a row that I have cooked. And that is unusual for me, especially three nights in a row. And I've enjoyed it. No. I've enjoyed it. And maybe it's because, you know, it's different. And I understand this. I'm enjoying it because it is different. I'm enjoying right. it right now because I have a grill, which I don't normally have. Okay. Ooh. I have a nice, a much nicer kitchen than I normally have. So I admit it's a little bit of a novelty right now. If you check back in with me in two months, <laughs> which I'm not going to be here, I might be, <laughs> you know, singing a different song. What called to you for Monday and Tuesday? I'm not going to be so presumptuous as to ask what might be calling to you tonight. I, I think it's too soon. I mean, it's it's not, yeah. it's too it's, early. I don't know. Right. Tonight don't know. I'm thinking early. maybe go out for dinner. Yes. Only because I did put on a little mascara right now. I will now that the our, mascara's for, on. <laughs> for our time together. No offense, so, Weiss supermarkets, but the mascara <laughs> should not should not just yeah. exist for a, for a supermarket. I agree. It does not I typically. Agree. Um, so since then I'm like, oh, maybe I should go out for dinner. But then again, who knows when it comes six o'clock, I might not feel like it. So anyway, last night, what I actually did, there is a store called Narrowsburg Proper that's actually in Narrowsburg. And for those who come here, probably know the store. They have some really cool things and they have seafood. It's not fresh. Okay. It's frozen, but it's really good. And that's a message that hello people out there. Yes. Frozen seafood is okay. Oh okay, my God. So I Sometimes bought, it's fresher than the fresh seafood. Yes. So I yeah. actually bought these salmon fillets perfectly portioned out, frozen. They That's have. Amazing. They That's don't so have cool that, that much as far like as that. fresh fruits and vegetables. It's just not what the store carries. But they had some fingerling potatoes. Ooh. I was like already like I'm seeing mashed potatoes in my future I when I that. saw those. I the only thing they didn't have for me was a vegetable because they had broccolini, which I don't like. Mm. So I went to the local very supermarket. Very polarizing. Which is, I don't mean to interrupt, but I mean, broccolini, very polarizing topic. I feel like you love it or you, I love it, but I'm not, I don't, no. I wouldn't choose it uh, over broccoli. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, I still had to go to there in Narrowsburg. There's one store. So I didn't okay. have to drive to Pennsylvania. There is a store called Pete's Market and they have plenty of stuff, just not as a big a selection. Okay. And they had corn on the cob. And yes, I'm admitting it right here. Double starch. Like double starch, both vegetables. Still both uh, vegetables. That's how I look at it. And I have always been a still corn and a potato kind of person. 
I did not grow up like it's corn or potato. I know many people do. It's such they a think good point. Corn. I think you're right. People do grow up that way. That's such a good point. Yes. People grow up thinking that corn is a high calorie vegetable. Therefore, they should not have it with any other starchy food like pasta or potatoes or rice. I mean, hey, I love, I put it in my um, my pasta dish the I night was just going to say, I like a corn in the pasta. Oh, the Beautiful. Best. The, best. the best. A veggie best. pasta, you're missing the corn. <laughs> exactly. Especially like you could be lucky in, and if it could be grilled. Oh, uh, so where yeah, so that one night? come from, Carrie? I mean, I want to go back to last night, but where did that one come from? Where did people get that one from? You don't, don't do, know. you don't double up on the corn and the potato. They're both vegetables. You can double up yes. on them as much as you like, of course. You damn but well it's please. something that people feel, you know, that in lima beans. I mean, not that I'm a big lima bean eater, but you know, those the, the reputation of those vegetables that yes. are higher in calories. Yes, but please. Right. You know, I think some please, people love right. peas. They love right. peas in with that. Right. Peas. Peas I put in every pasta dish I have. Just throw in some peas. What is peas pasta? pasta? What is pasta without peas? It's not a primavera for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I throw them in. But yeah, so that was dinner last night. It was salmon on the grill, mashed potatoes, and oh. corn. Oh, and of course, which I always start with, a salad. Love really? a good salad so to that start. Was, you know, Carrie, this, this is a good point. I've never seen you do love a salad. You love I, a good starter salad. You're not I starter call salad. You like a main. You're not a main dish salad kind of guy. But no, you love a never. proper. It's very like it's very white tablecloth of you. You love like yeah, a proper I salad. I, it comes before the meal. That's how we do always. This. <laughs> and and this is what's interesting. And I tell a lot of my clients this over the years. I actually eat it sometimes even before I start cooking the rest of the meal. Because, or sometimes I eat it, then, wait for it, then I have my martini. Yes. And then I have dinner. You know, get something in my system. You know, if my martini's not already going while I'm cooking, but a lot of times it's get that salad, eat it first, and then deal with everything else. I don't know. 100%. I love that so much. First of all, I want to make an argument. I want to make an argument here about okay, the martini. Okay, good. Let's go for it. I think it's actually a salad ingredient. It comes from a grain. Vodka oh, comes from a grain. we're talking about the martini. Yes. You know, you're right. Vodka comes you're from right. a grain. You put a citrus in there or you put an olive in there. And either way, it's a salad ingredient. Both of those. Either salad way, it's a win-win. <laughs> either a way, it's a win-win. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of the salad. I don't know. Never thought of it, it but it's true. It just works. It's it just <laughs> works. And I mean- as much as I'm reporting this right now, I'm saying, you know, but sometimes I do switch it up. You know, like last night, yes. I think I might have started the martini before. But usually what I do a lot of times, and I think this is what I recommend if somebody can, I like to prep everything. I'm a big prepper. Yes. So if I am cooking, I prep it all. And then yes. I actually, like the salmon got marinated, well, just in some olive oil, some spices, and it went yeah. back in the fridge. Yes. The mashed potatoes, I cooked. They went back in the fridge. Okay, the corn got ready. Then the corn got ready. <laughs> got the ready, corn but didn't go get on ready. The grill. Okay. So then the salad was already made back in the fridge. Oh. Then I can, when I'm ready to cook the meal, I just and there's less cleanup. And again, I know that not everyone's. Some people, some of your listeners might be like, "Well, you obviously don't have kids screaming at you." Um, you're right. I don't. <laughs> And I find it easy to do it this way 
But you know, hey, even if I had those screaming grandkids around, uh, yeah, I'd I don't say even you're do still it this probably way. doing it, right? <laughs> no, a hundred, a hundred percent. Well, I, right, I actually I think you just made such a really good point because because you're going day of. I would imagine it's a very quick layup to prep it. The second it gets home, stick it in the fridge. Why take time to put it away, then prep, and then cook? That's an extra step. It's a, it's just, honestly genius. You just removed a step from the process. And here's the best part. When you're done with your dinner, really, you have very little cleanup. Yeah, that's so huge. So if at this point you're tired, you now have finished your cocktail, whether it be martini or wine or both. Whatever. What, no, both? no judgment All, here. Right. It's a safe space. <laughs> no judgment. This is a safe space. You have less cleanup to do. It's brilliant. Let's clean up. It's brilliant. really, really <laughs> quite brilliant. I, I really, I, 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 and honestly, the fact that you found so much bountiful, bountiful ingredients to play <laughs> with it at Narrowsburg proper. It you did. Know, it took more than one stop, but it was a stop that was local to you. You didn't even have to yes, get to the big I didn't have to drive to Pennsylvania yesterday. Huge. And I can't wait because I heard the farmer's market is where I should buy most of my stuff. So I might have 100%. to do a little planning ahead that I have to go to the farmer's market and kind of decide like maybe more than one meal. I might be overwhelmed, but everybody said there's two farmer's markets. There's one in Narrowsburg that I should go to, and there's one in a town called Calhoun that I should go to. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to go to both, both farmer's markets. Both. <laughs> and honestly, if it's a Saturday, Sunday situation, you could do two times. You could do four hits in one day. <laughs> I could. Okay. <laughs> All I know is what I'm still trying to find is a bagel place. Okay. Oh, oh no. There's oh no. No. The closest bagel place, there is one in Calhoun, but they seem to be closed now through 4th of July. <laughs> Obviously, this is not New York City. And there's another bagel place in Pennsylvania, Vinny's um, Brooklyn Bagels. But when I was there the other day, they were closed. So <laughs> I don't know what the schedule is with Vinny's, um, but I have to go back. And again, I will drive all the way to Pennsylvania for a bagel. Uh, listen, and you know what's the, the true irony of that is the New York City gal driving to Pennsylvania to get the bagel, for a bagel. from Narrows. Right. I, I completely get it. I completely get it. It's tough. Uh, the things this we will do. The, the things, things that we, we will, will do. do for these small, beautiful joys of yes. life. Honestly, though, right. I think it's just it's the little things. I mean, a good yes. bagel, you can't make that up and you can't just manufacture okay. it. Can we talk about this, Please. about the bagel? Let's talk about the bagel. Because I wonder, I mean, I, I'm i a scooper and I will She's always a scooper, be a scooper. Folks. She's a scooper. I'm a scooper. <laughs> and the reason I feel to bring this up, and I'm yes. curious what you think, yeah. is because some people in today's world think, oh, if you're scooping a bagel, that is not normal. That is disordered eating. You should not scoop a bagel. And I will argue I have more room to put the tuna fish. That's what I'm I saying. Have more That's room. what I'm saying. The scoop is a strategy. The scoop yes. is a strategy. <laughs> the okay. scoop is, a, is much. Honestly, the idea of the little starches getting out of the bagel to make for a lower cow bagel feels far-fetched. This is a strategy to get more stuffing inside that bagel. That's a Correct. that is that's some, nothing it's, disordered about that. You know what? It's to fill it up with more goodness. Exactly. Now, let's let's just say this though. And I think for some people, if they were to scoop their bagel to get rid of the extra calories, right. 
Who cares? Who cares? They're still enjoying bread. Let them enjoy it the way they want to enjoy bread. Okay. Whether they scoop or not. But I once did a post on scooping and, you know, people were like, oh, you're not supposed to scoop. Well, I'm who sorry. I have just found, right. I don't know who, who, yeah, exactly. They, whoever they are. They, <laughs> <laughs> who made that rule? <laughs> who made that rule? But I'm going to always forever scoop. Okay. Forever scoop. Because there is then room for more yumminess. Let's just put it, let's just say it there. I, you know, I'm completely with you and what this really reminds me of. This has come up with a previous guest who was also wonderful, but she, she posts a lot about, um, about cauliflower rice. And I was like, I'm holding up my fingers. I'm holding up my hands. Ladies and gents, <laughs> I, listeners, I'm holding up my hands. Because, because I love a cauliflower rice. And I feel like it has a lot of uses. And it's true that, like, yes, it's very sad to believe that cauliflower and rice are the same thing. That is, that is okay. a true statement. I agree. However, there's plenty of uses for this beautiful innovation that's happening in the freezer aisle. Here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. You want rice? Have rice. You want cauliflower rice? Have it. Don't think it's regular rice. Right. Enjoy it. I mean, I'm still going to use regular rice. I'm still going to have pizza with regular dough. Right. If somebody wants to choose a cauliflower crust, for some reason, if it makes (laughs) them feel better, go for it. I don't think we should be so busy judging everybody's food choices. I completely with you. I think that's where the world has gone astray. Yes. Did I think we needed cauliflower rice? No, I was very happy with regular rice. (laughs) And I'll even admit I eat, I eat white rice sometimes. Okay. I, I, to be honest, I don't personally like brown rice. I've recommended it in the hope that some people do like it, but I don't particularly enjoy it. I like it, it, believe it or not, in my sushi. Okay, so in you a do. Japanese, no, so that's I do like brown I rice there. Eat it the most in sushi, and it's it's a white it's a white rice kind of affair. And yet, for me, if I'm going to do black beans and rice, it has to be white rice. Yes, I see that. I totally it, so see it that. It really depends in what I'm having. But yes, you know what? I think we should comment less on other people's choices. That's yes. what it should really boil down to. I mean, do I like to recommend brown rice? Yes. yes. Because the average person's not getting enough whole grains. A hundred percent. We know as a nutritionist, there's benefits to whole grains. So yes, eat that. But if you want to have your pizza on regular pizza crust, go for it. And if you want to have it with cauliflower crust, do that. Like, I don't really care. I mean, a thousand percent. I I'm just thinking about some of these, as you're speaking, what's going through my mind is like this ticker of some of these labels on some of these cauliflower products that, that really there's like one gram of fiber. Like that's the tell, you know what I mean? Because cauliflower being so high in fiber, it just feels like, it it feels like if you got it down to one gram per serving of a pizza, really, you'd probably get at least three from that dough, at least maybe five. You know what I like? I mean, (laughs) It's a really right. Well, that's the joke. You'll probably right. get more fiber from the regular flour. Right. But my point would be, yeah, you know what? what you put on your, right. your pizza exactly. to begin with. Okay. I love You know this. what? I, you can have a cauliflower crust. Yes. You can have a cauliflower crust and put pepperoni on it. I mean, come right. on. But or right. you could put vegetables on it. Okay. Right. That's what maybe we should do. Or how about you have your slice of pizza Without, and you live your cheese. life. And you live, and you your, live life. your life. Right. And maybe have a side salad. I mean, of course, I'm having a of salad. Of Carrie's starting with a salad. salad. I mean, <laughs> even with pizza. You know, Carrie's sitting down. She's in a stand-up only, <laughs> standing only pizza joint. She rolls up and she's like, 
I'll have I'll have the starter salad. salad. And they're like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we don't serve that. Well, here. you know what I sometimes do? Wait for this, Jackie. Wait for this. I sometimes find putting my salad on my pizza. Oh, I love that too. I love that too. Yes. You get this crunch. Yes. That's like there's a lot really- of delicious crunch. Do you yes. know what? Well, I, now I'm sick of myself because I, I say this frequently. And honestly, I find that usually I'm wearing a microphone when I happen to say this. I feel like no one has, who has been listening to this podcast will be at all surprised to hear what I'm about to say next, which is that what makes the salad and the pizza for me is a sliced olive. <laughs> okay. And what I'm going to say, <laughs> which you know is the most it's bizarre like thing. I only like olives that have been in my martini. Okay. Oh, a vodka do not <laughs> do not give me sliced olives. I will pick them off of that pizza. Okay. And yes, if it's in my martini, it's the best olive I've ever it. had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Makes no sense. No, but again, it does. It's a. It is. It's a. It's a. It's an extra brining process. It's a vodka. It's a vodka brine. <laughs> Thank you for That's understanding. Thank you for understanding that. And it's That's also a green olive versus a black olive. I yes. totally. I would never yes. choose a black olive personally. Willingly, I would never choose black olive unless it was on a pizza. Well, that's what they put them <laughs> or on. Honestly, I mean, in a salad. I or in a salad. I would take it in a salad. I'd prefer a green I, olive, but I would take a black olive in a salad. I, I know. But not for me. Not I for this girl. Know, what can Carrie, I say? I mean, the, <laughs> it, it does. No, but you're totally right. It does feel a little bit like in the spirit of talking about normalizing certain foods that may have been perceived as restrictive, there's a bit of an overcorrection happening, which is forgetting about the intention, right? Like that your intention when you're eating anything really matters. So if you're eating cauliflower rice, thinking it's rice, yes, that, that feels a little bit like someone help you because you thought it was something and it isn't. (laughs) Right. But here's the other thing. I mean, and I think in all sincerity, Everybody has different reasons for things they do. And I feel if it comes from a solid reason, meaning there's nothing wrong with watching your calories. Okay. So if you think a choice is going to be because it's going to be lower in calories and it's coming from a place of where you still feel good about yourself, then there's no reason to choose something that has lower calories. If you still feel good about it, it's like you're not choosing those lower calories to beat yourself up. Okay, you're choosing those cat lower calories because you still want to enjoy the bagel. You know, if you scoop it out, it's going to be a little less calories. You'll still fill it with your yummy tuna and lettuce and tomato, red onion. But you feel like, you know what? I don't need those extra calories. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. And I think people are getting demonized for even thinking that. So oh, as yes. much as we're sitting here and talking about, yes, eating the pizza, eating this, eating that. For some people, you know, I mean, I want them to feel okay. Have that slice of pizza. Yes. Don't beat yourself up if you eat it, but also don't beat yourself up if you're like, you know what? I'm going to stay away from pizza for a little while. I just, I, I, I just feel maybe the way I enjoy it, it's too high in calories. So maybe I'm going to just lay off it for a little while. And the key word there was how you enjoy it. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that. Because, you. you know, I can enjoy a slice of pizza without the pepperoni and all of that. Okay. I really can. If you can't, and you can't just have, I want to say, one to two slices of pizza, then maybe you take a, a break from pizza for a while. And that's okay, too. I mean, right. I think we have to stop saying what we all should do. Right. Because we are, not all the, we are all not the same. Everybody who comes to the table is different. 
And too many people are out there preaching of what should be done or shouldn't be done. And you should feel okay eating this. How do they know? They're not that person. Oh, Carrie, we need you. We just (laughs) need more Carrie because it's such a, such a solid point. We need to make that safe space for people being different and having different approaches and needing different things from us as practitioners, right? Like, so, so some people may need to never hear the calorie word ever. And other people may feel like I didn't learn any of this. I need to know something. So I'm not starting from nowhere. And I feel like that in general, like just understanding basic energy needs has been like shunned from our profession a little bit in like the public conversation. And we have to reclaim it because like, otherwise, where are you starting from? You don't know. Most people don't know. Right. And you have to, I mean, as a practitioner, yeah, we're supposed to listen. Yes. We're not supposed (laughs) to just talk. We're supposed to listen to hear what they need. Okay. We could say like over the many years when I had a private practice and people would say, can you do a meal plan for me? Oh my God. And I would say, I would say, no, I cannot do a meal plan for you. And the reason I couldn't is I said to them, because I don't know where you're going to be eating every meal of the day for the next seven days. I don't want those restrictions placed on you. I will give you some meal ideas. I will give you healthy eating options if they happen to be available for you. I will help you with that. I'm not going to say go out there on your own and figure it out because why are they coming to me? They're coming to me for me to help them to figure it out. Right. The same way people in our field nowadays will say, oh, weighing a person. Let's even talk oh, about the scale. It's like, oh, my God. interesting topic and so controversial because you talked to a physician. We had a physician on this podcast, a, a cardiologist, and it was such a great episode and so informative. And she was she spoke to this in a very precise way, which is that she was like, this works for me, like on a personal level, which you rarely hear from physicians, which is another adjacent topic I want to get into in a sec. But she was like, you know, this works for me. I understand it doesn't have to work for all of my patients. And if they don't want that, then I'm open to that. But for some people, they, they it's, it's, if they data, don't want right, it, it's not charged right. for everyone just because it might right. be charged I- for you. Always asked, yes. do you want to be weighed? Yeah, okay. I gave the them the yes. option. Right. Okay. And with the idea that we were not looking at that number as the tell all of anything, yes. what we were using that number was for when she comes in or he came in the next time, if there was any movement forward and it was a tool, it was a yes. tool that they lost two pounds in two weeks. We could be like, okay, you made some healthy changes. You're meeting your goal because, again, it wasn't my goal. It's their goal. And as long as I help them to, one, accept that sometimes the scale wouldn't move. If sometimes the scale went up, that's not a reflection that they're a bad person. Or if the number's higher than they wanted, it wasn't like it was a bad number. That's what you're there for. Right. Exactly. That's There's so there much for. more to it right. where people are now like, oh, weighing is a terrible thing. Well, right. not for everyone. Right. And we shouldn't make these blanket statements. Right. Weighing might work for some people and some people it won't, period. And as a practitioner, we should be able to understand and help the person, whichever they choose. 
You know what else is really interesting about that? Such a good point. It's such a good point. And also, I do feel like what makes it a trickier topic is, well, there's many things that that you just said that make it all tricky. There's another thing on top of that that I've been thinking about, which is that we will never get good data on this topic, right? Because someone who signed up for a clinical trial, that's like someone weighing them, this group is going to do the weigh-in and this group is going to be the control. You signed up for it. You were likely randomized into whatever group. Do you know what I mean? Like we're never going to be able to rely on the hard science to tell us anything about this. We have to talk to people and we have to listen to people. (laughs) Listen. And and you know what? And sometimes, yes, there could be a red flag. You know, if I had somebody, I, I always asked, how many days a week are you weighing yourself? And right. if they weighed themselves every day, then I felt like they were living by the scale. Okay. Right. And I did not feel that that was healthy for them. Healthy in what way? Mentally. Okay. Right. I did not think it was good for them mentally. But I'll tell you, I know some people in my life who do weigh themselves every day and live a healthy whatever life. Okay. For some so people, no it's like teeth I mean, brushing. Right. Yes. It's no judgment. Right. It's like, what, what works, what works for you? What works yeah. to, as long as you're feeling good about yourself, then that's what matters. Okay. Taking away a scale is not necessarily going to make somebody, oh, they were feeling bad about themselves because they had a scale. Now, now we're taking they away, they're going to feel better about themselves. <laughs> it's no. giving these things too much power is really what, yes. it, what you're saying. It's a, just giving yes. these these small things that, well, I'm not going to call them small because that sounds like a judgment. But in other words, they can be small. They are all just data. They're only powerful when you put all of these things together, as in right. this data set has moved in a certain direction. It's not a right. one variable and in the data you- set. And if you give it too much power, I mean, I think that's what, and I think, you know, in today's world, and you and I have spoken about this, the bombardment on social. Yes. I mean, it's like people just don't know who to listen to anymore. You know, nutritionists aren't even agreeing. I should say registered dietitians because anyone can be call themselves a nutritionist. Thank you. You know, we should be thinking people who are in the healthcare business, helping people. The first and foremost thing we should be doing is, stepping down from our own belief systems and listening to what the individual, what they need. You know, I mean, I can go on and on with this. You know, I I I know, but it makes me want to cry. It's so powerfully. It's so well said. Yeah. It's so true. It's just so true. (sighs) I'm willing to say that perhaps some people out there are listening and therefore they're sharing the fact that that's their experience from listening. Okay. Uh, right. That feels less likely, but that's, that's my, that would be a generous interpretation, I would imagine. But still, if we're not saying that up front, then, right. then that feels a little bit, it feels a little bit like dueling belief systems. And honestly, I just feel like our profession doesn't need that right now. We really need no. to, to start cultivating a unified, like we're a all unified here front. to respect each other podcast, I make fun of, I admit, a lot of like crazy diets. And I do because the I think same. they're all crazy. I mean, they, I yes, you everyone do. listening here knows. Yes. Okay. They all know that. Okay. So am I maybe coming off sometimes a little opinionated? Yes. Is it coming from a place of science? I would like to think so. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> I'm. But the thing is, I'm, I'm open to hearing more. Like I just did an episode on intermittent fasting. Mm. And as much as I kind of like poo-poo it, Depending upon how you do it and who's the person doing it. Yeah. 
might not be so bad, okay? Right. Like some other of those diets out right. there. So I think my point of mentioning this is just yeah. being open right. to listening and looking at science and, and understanding that we can also change, which yes. is confusing in itself yes. in our profession, yeah. <laughs> that our opinions change. <laughs> yes. But you know what? We're all human and we can change our mind on certain topics. Right. I think the ability to change your mind is honestly really powerful. I mean, first of all, right there, I think that's that's something we should be leaning into more and saying right. that this is why I changed my mind on a certain topic. And and if it's because of new data, updated, yes. da- or I just heard from a different practitioner who is a proponent of intermittent fasting, that that should be celebrated like right there. I, I feel like right. that is, you know, I mean, component. again, walking away from judging. Yes. Okay. Walking away from the idea that if somebody's doing something different yes, and we are then interjecting our own bias, which everybody does because that's just humanity. Just right. Yeah. Okay. But identifying that and knowing that, like, I know a lot of times when I bash these diets where it's coming from. Okay. Yes. But on the same level, if there was a study to show me differently, I would read that study and I would report differently. And I just think that's just so much when we talk about health, that that needs to come into play. A hundred percent. The thing that I think is so not talked about enough in this vein is that we're an evidence-based practice but what is so beautiful about the st- about studies, peer-reviewed literature itself, is that there's always a discussion where you, the researcher, are telling people exactly what was wrong with her study and what was right with it. And that is the nuance that is always lost in a headline or a top-line data or the abstract or whatever it is. It's like you have to self-evaluate and say, this is where we screwed up, FYI. <laughs> And if you don't well, read the discussion, you're right. a little well, bit the out media, of loss. The media yeah. and what's going to be shared then on social is yes. all going to be what we know is called clickbait. Okay. It's going to be some headline that really doesn't really get to the real core of what they even discovered in the study. Yes. Okay. Somehow it could be picked out and they're taking all the other stuff like the could be's, the maybe's, right. the possibly's. Right. They're, that's out of the out of the equation, or they're not even discussing. Well, when we looked at the study; it was only on eighteen women for four weeks. Right. Okay. So <laughs> we should all stop everything we're doing right. because on a study that was done for four weeks on eighteen women. Right. No, can we say nice study? Okay, it's a beginning. We need more. Yes. It was preliminary. Yes. Okay, so again, not reaching a conclusion based on one study either. I feel like it's a slight issue within our profession because nutrition science is so many sciences wrapped up in one little package. And by little, I mean enormous, right? It's because it's a number of different factors that play a role in nutrition science, and it's so hard to to do this. 100%. And I think, I mean, just going back to that word bias, it's what we're even choosing to read. Okay. What studies come our way? Like, oh, that interests me because it's going to confirm what I've been saying. A hundred percent. This other study, well, you know, it might not go along with what I'm saying. I'm going to poo-poo that study. I'm not even going to bother. We pick and choose. Right. I mean, that's what people do. Unfortunately, unfortunately. And I think that's why nothing is black and white. Right. 
we want things to be black and white. It's not. We have to look at completely at the whole situation and you're going full circle to me, you know, shopping for my dinner here and, <laughs> and, and what I made. Okay. I mean, we could rip that apart. I mean, was my fish sustainable? I don't know. You know, was it organic? I mean, we could be going on and on about right. diving deeper and deeper. Right. Right. But sometimes I'm like, why? Why? Like, I mean, I do care about the climate 100%. And I care about sustainability, okay? But we all have to do our part the way we can do our part. And everyone has to start somewhere. And we're not going to be all at the same starting base, okay? Or the, the same place along the journey. And yes. as long as we're... I don't know. Maybe I'm not even making no, sense. I, no, that makes complete... This has been a little be in my bonnet if you'll excuse the grandma expression about sustainability <laughs> only because because I'm a huge champion of making sure that we have sustainable if not regenerative resources for the future but sustainability is not one factor it really so right. if your fish took a plane how sustainable is it <laughs> you know just because it grew up in a fish farm where that this like ecosystem of sustainability if it got on a plane to get to you or if it got on a boat to get to you then there are things about that that you could argue the opposite way so you know right. ultimately it's personal choice and it's about being informed and then making the choices that work for your lifestyle so that you've Correct. done what you can do right like that's right. that's all we can ask for people that's that's what we should ask for right that we do what we can do Okay. And that's going to be different. Right. Okay. For everyone. I mean, I got rid of straws a long time ago. Okay. I will not use a straw. Okay. I know I some just people, the hardest here, was I the iced coffee come. without a straw. Ice coffees without a straw were hard. <laughs> I first, I went to the metal straws first. I don't like But them. now I, I told you like it's them. no straw. No straws. <gasps> who, is it, who even am I talking to? Right? Who is I this? don't even know. It's drinking right from a glass. Okay. Cheers. That's what I now Cheers. Do. We're drinking a All right. So these, but it, it was a journey. It was a that journey. That is a journey. And I know, I tell you, again, people are it's a like, journey oh, I don't want to go on. I, I mean, that's a yeah, journey to hell. Right. <laughs> but any little thing moving forward. Okay. Yes. I like it. I like that. So, Carrie, so well said. On this topic, I got <laughs> to do a hard pivot for a second. Okay, do it. I need your take. I need your take on this strawberry glaze smoothie. It's blowing up my Instagram. <laughs> it's blowing up everywhere. I, it's a little passe by the time this episode is released. This will be a little passe. That doesn't matter because I'm particular. I had to ask Carrie about this because Carrie and I both, we love our skincare. We just do. <laughs> I, yes. We can't help yes. it. We might be being marketed to, and you know what? We accept that. We know that. <laughs> Totally. And we're totally we're accept for it. it. We're here I for it. Totally accept it. We know that and we embrace it. Yes. What what's why are people putting <laughs> the collagen into the smoothie? And what is sea pollen? Because I don't know what that is. Okay. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I, I think it's I thought is it sea pollen or sea moss? So oh, I'm thank thinking you, if thank it's, you sea moss. Sea pollen really got me. I was like, that feels like an oxymoron. <laughs> Right. Well, that would be bee pollen. I'm surprised we're <laughs> yes. not adding that to it. I know. Okay. I think that must have been it's where like, my brain just, went. Right. Let's just throw anything into this. Let's okay. throw anything that's above the price. The cost per item well, has to be okay. $5 minimum. <laughs> I mean, I, I think here's where it all begins. People want to look like Haley. Okay. So when somebody yes. has a 
I'm going to even call this a concoction. Concoction. Thank you. Not even a smoothie. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. It's, I mean, nothing in it is going, everything in it is, has some benefit in some level. Completely. You can get that elsewhere. You could also argue that about your pizza slice. It's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. People are doing this because Haley did it. Okay. So if Haley Bieber didn't do this, I doubt this would have gotten anywhere. So that's the beginning point. Got out there because she did it. Now, I mean, hey, strawberries, Love amazing them. for you. Love them. Packed with antioxidants, uh, vitamin C. Vitamin C is going to be good for our skin. Yes. Okay. But we can be we can eat our strawberries. We don't have to necessarily put <laughs> them in the smoothie <laughs> with the collagen and with the sea moss. And I forget, oh, the hyaluronic acid. Now, this is the interesting thing, that she's yes. putting the hyaluronic in there. That I don't understand. I don't get that. I didn't, I mean, I, because I'm guilty as charged. I love a, a hyaluronic a, for the topical hyaluronic. I'm putting it on my face, okay? <laughs> I am definitely putting it on my face. <laughs> I'm showering in hyaluronic every <laughs> Yes, okay, because it's supposed to be moisturizing and supposed to allow I have a dry moisturizer. I'm a, a well-known to me. It's the topical. It's supposed to, <laughs> right, it's supposed to help it soak your moisturizer, absorb better. Okay. Yes, maybe call me a sucker, whatever you want. I am Same. for hyaluronic acid on my skin. Ingesting it, it's like <laughs> saying it's going to find its way to my face. I just... <laughs> Those are the things I don't understand. Okay. It, it, I would say save, save your money. Okay. $17. Save it for your Botox. That's how I feel. I think there's other things we could be doing. Okay. So the collagen, I'm going to tell you something about the collagen and full disclosure, which is crazy. I actually have started adding some to my coffee. Now, oh, Carrie, this oh, is one I of those shockers coming. That is a shock. where That's I have actually been telling people the collagen doesn't know where it's going. Okay, what you need to do to enhance your collagen production is eat foods rich in vitamin C. Okay, yes. vitamin C helps your body produce collagen. But here's the funny thing: study of one. <laughs> I have my best friend from college, so we've known each other. I can't begin to tell you how long. We have also both been skin junkies our entire life. I love okay. This. Recently, she said to me, Carrie, don't judge, because she knew I would. <laughs> I don't judge people I don't know, only people I do. Right. No, she of said, no, I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anyone. No, but you said but when, me, it, when it's your best friends, you, you got to yeah. be able to, yes. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, Carrie, I'm adding this collagen, and I'm telling you, my face is looking better. And that's all she needed to say. So study of one, I was like, that's it. I'm buying it. Now, whenever I put this in my coffee and it has no flavor. Yes. I've been wondering about the money that I've been wasting. So here's the thing. I know better. Right. Okay. I will tell people, save your money. Okay. There is some studies with collagen supplements and joint health. Yes. Okay. That are promising for athletes. Yes. Okay. For sure. As far as eating collagen and in a smoothie in your skin, I think the verdict is one of those. I think the verdict is still out. I think what we do know is that antioxidants, foods that are rich in vitamin C and vitamin E, those are beneficial. 
Okay. So what is that telling us? Which is something we've known all our whole lives. Right. Eat fruit and vegetables. Period. Yes. Like, don't make yes. it more complicated than it needs to be. Eat fruits and vegetables. Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. Stay out of the sun or use SPF. That's what you should be doing. Okay. You don't need a $17 smoothie every day. Okay. That, it's just, <laughs> and let's also talk about the elephant in the room. We all have different genes. Okay. <laughs> and some people, you're just not going to look like Haley. Okay. Also, Period. many, of, I hope anyone that is listening to this. <laughs> either will be soon at some point or has been 24 years old. I am not currently 24 years old. <laughs> so okay. there's there are things I have to accept. Now, listen, personally, I think my skincare routine is better now at this point in my life than it was at 24 when I would do stupid things like sleep in my makeup and do kind of crazy, although I can understand that maybe we're dealing with a younger generation who maybe does not ever sleep in their makeup or do such nonsense like uh, like I did. Okay, and good on you. You got good habits early. <laughs> but but I mean, listen, there's we're working with. She's working with some some legs up genes. Yes, genetics, genes. her genetics, and perhaps she's been alive for about three minutes. <laughs> twenty four years old. Okay, my message is to anybody who's twenty four. Is skin protection. Right. Okay. That's what you should be doing is sunscreen. Protect. Do not sit out there and sun yourself. That we know. Right. And and guess what? Costs a lot less money to stay out of the sun. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Get yourself a a nice hat. Get a (laughs) parasol. Parasol. A hat. Okay. Wear sunglasses. Wear sunglasses. those sunglasses. sunglasses. Maybe spend on a nice pair of sunglasses too, and then save all that collagen money for a nice pair of sunglasses. That's it. All right, I'm not buying that college. I just talked myself out of it. I know, no, but I, I you know what you're saying this, and I did this with something somewhat recently, and I cannot remember what it was, but I, I literally was something where I was doing. I did it for a couple days, and then I was like, "What is wrong with me?" It was something like that. I don't well, remember that's what the it problem. Was. It's very interesting. Right. Anything to do with skincare, yes. I get suckered in. Yes. I mean, I bought yes. some completely recently on I'm Amazon. I'm a total sucker. Yes. Something that to do on your own at home, some kind of micro peeling thing. And then and you had to do it every day. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing this every like what was I thinking? Okay. Right. Like literally, right. what was I thinking? Like that I can eat. It's easier for me to eat fruits and vegetables every day. Okay. Right. I know I'm better. just going to do, keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> so I sent it back. Luckily, it was easy to return. I saved money. I felt good about it. It was like, <laughs> why? You know what? This is, this is really getting us to a new, a new level of off topic. But, but can I just ask you, have you tried that, the jade roller thing? You know what I'm talking about? No, but of course I think I should. <laughs> But no, okay. I have drawn the my, line. Thank you. I've drawn thank the you. line. Thank you. I drew the line. I just couldn't Listen, do it. Listen, I liked, so of course I dipped a toe. I mean, I fell victim to the Sephora sale, dipped a toe, tried it. Here, Here's the issue with it for me. <laughs> when that goes back in your little cabinet, if you don't buy the kind that comes in its own little case, doesn't it pick oh, up bacteria? Now it's getting dirty. Then you're putting bacteria, yeah. like then you're just putting that back that bacteria on your face. Right? 
Where are you supposed to store Which, it? Which, honestly, oh my God. who needs there's, that? I don't need Jackie, that. There's so much to talk about with I know, you're right. Makeup. We could go into this for eight we years. We could go on because we all of a sudden, all I thought I about was the last time I washed my makeup brushes. I, I do. <laughs> Okay. So we need to change the topic because I'm feeling like really guilty right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the last time I, yeah. I love okay. it. I, I know it's hard. It's a hard one because I, once you get me going on one makeup, then I have to do, I'd like to do with them all. Like, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> well, you're supposed to, but I don't know the last time I washed them. I literally I don't remember. I know. Okay, I understand. That's, that's pure that terror. Absolutely, I know. I understand. I sit here and I talk about it's health. It's pure terror. Okay. I know. And you're now you're free. I know. I and, just, and now I I'm not my makeup brushes. Out. I didn't mean to. Let us get into the most critical, the meat, what everyone is here for. Elon has called you and he said, Carrie, I need a dietitian to come with me to space. So, you know, there's <laughs> nothing, no, right. nothing sad about, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll grow out a little, <laughs> you'll learn about Tesla, you'll go into space. What is going to be like, if you had a dream day of, of eating, of per, of your, your favorite meals, what See, here's the problem. Like? I know. I know. You don't a, know this, what you're going to be in the mood for. This is very, this, I, this is a hard this is one tough. for Carrie. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's how the day would go. Okay. But it gets very, com- it gets complicated. So bear I with like me. that. I like that because you know that this can, this is imaginary. So it can, you can go around the world if you need to. Okay. So imaginary is the, the problem is I want to start my day in a diner for breakfast. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. To me, there's nothing like a pinnacle. good diner breakfast. It's the pinnacle. Okay. And I just want two eggs over easy, whole wheat toast with butter. I know. And, and, and the coffee. thing is that I understand that anyone listening that you that you probably think we could make this quite simply at home, which you could. But there is something about a New York City diner, might I say. Yes. And it actually it's doesn't just the have diner. to be. There's something about the diner. I know. And somebody pouring my coffee for me. Yes. Nonstop. Yep. Okay. The, the and I drink it black. Coffee. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just And just keep giving me that coffee. Keep okay. it coming. Keep it coming. I mean- breakfast out anywhere it's always my favorite meal of the day I okay agree. could not so, agree more but a diner there's just something about a diner now my next meal i would like to be outside somewhere okay overlooking so Preach it. if you're following yes. this for me my meals are more about the where experience I am. yes it's then exactly the food because my next meal and i wish i could say i just know i want to be outside looking at water and i want a margarita in my hand so Oh, and also, yes. it's all about the drinks yes. that go with the, the, the experience. So again, it's an yes. experience. I Salted rim, of course. So of course. You're not, I mean, you're not a heathen here. I mean. No. <laughs> and on the rocks. No frozen. Oh, no, no frozen no, margarita. No, no, no. Rocks. And then I would actually really, this is, if I didn't have those eggs in the morning, I would be loving to have avocado toast with two poached eggs. So I would love like a thick whole yes. wheat grainy bread with some avocado oh. and poached eggs and some fresh ground pepper. Yes. I mean, I would, again, it goes back to, I would love eggs, yes. which is ridiculous. Love, no, but you want to know what, Carrie, those two, I am fully on board for both of those things. And I, I, I so it's like, and I wouldn't normally have eggs you. and eggs if I had eggs for breakfast. So, but this is why my, my perfect day is a little hard. Yes. So, I, I'm sure I could have something else but I know wonderful exactly. at lunchtime. It's the direction you're going in. Now, you got me thinking that oh. I thought you were going to say egg salad, and I would have said delish. Love it. I love egg salad, too. But no, the other thing, I mean, I could have a really good veggie burger. Ooh. Okay. Um, 
believe it or not, in my dream outdoor day, when yes. I'm having that margarita, oh, like that a works. good yeah. veggie, not and not a homemade one. None of the right. store bought ones. No. And even though I'm a burger eater, I don't love a burger at lunch. I know I it love really that feels like a dinner night. meal. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So it's like, or it could be a really. I know, and I, I know you want one. The other, it could be no, a really good tuna fish be. sandwich. I love tuna fish. Oh, I love tuna. Fish. Whole so again, whole simple, wheat. A so good bread. To it has get. to be on a good bread with red onion, tomato, lettuce, nice crisp lettuce. Oh, the crisp with a good lettuce. pickle. And oh, I love a, a good pickle. Pick. A bread and butter, a dill. Uh, kosher dill. Kosher dill. Kosher okay. Dill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though the pickle's not really going with the margarita, but that's okay. That's I mean, I could have been had a really good Bloody Mary with horseradish. Could have all oh, gone that way. Okay, nice, spicy, bloody. I okay. love a spicy bloody Now night. we right. get to dinner. So I'm so with her on okay. this. Dinner, okay. I'm a little, it's, I can go either way. Here's another problem. Okay, where do I go? <laughs> I kind of like steakhouses. Yes. And I loved a good steakhouse even before I, because I was a vegetarian for 20 years and I was going to steakhouses. Wow. Because there's something about the vibe of a steakhouse. It's luxury. It's just pure luxury. It feels something like it's unapologetic. About a steakhouse. It's, it's and they just, just what it not is. Not that any place can do a martini wrong because I don't even do vermouth right. in it. I mean, right. I do just straight it's, up vodka. Right. But fair. there's something, they always have the good olives. Yes. A nice a good olive in a steakhouse. Stuff. Would you go? I don't like them stuffed. I do. I do. This is where you but have I like to diverge. I like yes. big olives, the not the juicy, little teeny right. olives. No. Mm-mm. So, and maybe it'd be a steak a steakhouse that served a popover. <gasps> Just saying, Ooh. nothing like a good popover to start. Wow. Really love <gasps> where they're so hot inside. You put the butter and it melts right oh. away. Do you remember Popover Cafe? Why did that oh, thing yeah. go away? Why did it go away? Yeah, it was a great place on the Upper West Side. Yeah, it was such an institution, and then I feel like yeah. Popovers. Actually, there's a place out here in Nowersburg that has Popovers. Oh, I don't want to tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't want anyone coming. Then it won't be what it is. Okay, can't say a word. But okay. um, see, and this is where I get torn. Okay, so as I go along with the steakhouse dinner, um, yes, would I love a, a nice piece of steak that I usually share with my husband? We have an argument, not an argument, because he likes it medium well. I like it medium rare plus. And I know that sounds I'm weird. With you. But those I'm with you. Steakhouses know the yes. medium rare plus. Typically, I like a strip. I really do. Not a filet mignon. I feel you the strip has a little bit more fat. I'm looking yes. for a little bit more fat. Right. I do love the, fr- I mean, here's the thing. French fries are one of my favorite foods, but there's something about a baked potato. A baked potato. I know. I know. In a steakhouse, something about having that, ba- and they're huge. You know, it's enough for a whole family, that one baked potato. Um, but putting the butter and the sour cream on it, it's kind of really good. I mean, I'm, I'm drooling a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like and, I'm drooling oh, and I would have, of course, started with a chopped salad. Obviously. I have to start with a chopped salad. <laughs> First of all. Start with the chopped salad. And then I would like roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, okay. you've got a great thing. I have to admit, not every place do I love the roasted Brussels sprouts. So I don't, some are, I don't know. I mean, but I do love Brussels sprouts. I just do. Um, yeah. And then I probably have for dessert. If I could go the Palm, used to, I don't even know, I haven't been there in so long, um, but the Palm always had these little donuts, these little powdered, uh, little Ooh. single donuts, 
And believe it or not, I can be very happy with one. And it's one of those weird things. When I used to be a regular, what back in years ago, they used yes. to bring me just one donut. Okay. So nice. I was like in heaven, just one little donut and or it'd be chocolate cake. I do love a good chocolate cake. So I am all over the place because here's where I I'm don't get think really this confusing. is all over this place. All, I think this is very clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's so weird is though that I probably eat pasta. It's one of my favorite foods. Yeah. But maybe it's because I cook pasta a lot. I never make a steak. Okay. Uh, I hear that. There's so certain I think things I that's feel like why that going too. out. Yes. It's hard. So. I guess it would be going to a steakhouse. Yes. But one of my favorite meals is actually pasta. That is something I make a lot. So right. I don't know if it'd be one of my favorite meals out. I'm totally with you. I am totally with you on that because I feel like the occasion, the experience, the setting makes it's the whole It's all cake, of that. Right? It is. It is the for me, and that's why it could change. It is about the setting, the experience. A lot of times, who I'm with. Yeah. Okay. Like, I will admit, and for some of my friends, they know this. Sometimes I don't even really care about the food. No, okay? I know, but it's. I- <laughs> I were just talking about this last night. We were talking about there's certain places that we love, even though we know we're going to have a shitty meal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, like, like some of my friends, sometimes like, they might not want to go know. to this place, but right. I'm like, but you're missing the place. You're missing the, the point. I just like being there. I just like being there. It's the, the, the atmosphere. The, I mean, a lot of that's changed over the last couple of years. I mean, right. some of the ambiance has moved outside to a table on a sidewalk, but. Right. But even then, that could work. But even then, some of them are fabulous. Right, exactly. I I could not agree with this last, with this last meal more. And here's the thing: I really wanted to, I really wanted to make sure I said is that if they were to bring you the whole thing of donuts at the Palm, you could bring some to Elon tomorrow morning. I could. <laughs> I probably could. There'd be leftovers. Okay. Um, you didn't there get would be. All of I them. mean. Here's Bring the thing. I mean, sometimes, and it would be at the Palm, their chocolate layer cake oh. would be really good. I mean, sometimes I'm just a sucker for any chocolate dessert, but it, the problem is, and I admit I'm a weirdo, I can eat one or two bites and I understand that most people cannot. Yes. Okay. I, my husband cannot. Okay. So sometimes I won't order something because I don't want him to have it. Right. Only the t- I mean, either I'm trying to save his life, save his life yes. or deprive him. I don't know. However you want to look I, at however it. However you want to look at it. But I, I think, <laughs> think it might be the former. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't, he can't not finish. So, yeah. but I, I can, and it's, there are yes. certain things I, I can enjoy and not finish. Not everything. And trust me, I've worked hard on that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there are certain things I can just have a couple of bites right. to be good with and move on. Well, I, I feel like that particularly about rich desserts because personally, it kind of, if I get too much too too fast, rattles the rattles the old intestinal tract a little too right. much. You what know, about, like there's just something what? like you yeah. want to hit that mark of I loved it. It was amazing well, and I'm good. And sometimes, you know? yes, yes. And sometimes it's though, you know, we're talking about desserts and all I started thinking about was French fries. And only because I think well, I need to ask you now. Yes. French fries. Yes. Ketchup or mayo? Both. Yes. Both. Mixed together, right? Mi- Russian dressing. M- yes. Both. Okay. 
Yeah. Ketchup uh, mayo. And let me just add a new one onto this. <laughs> what about Odeon sauce, which is like a Chipotle. So at, at Cafe Luxembourg and at the Odeon, they serve what they call, they refer to it as Odeon sauce. I'm not sure what kind of magic elixir is in there, but it's something delicious. And it kind of has like a Chipotle mayo-y, <sighs> like it's already <sighs> mixed together, but I like to do a dip of each one or mix it all so, together and mix do, it. I do like my it all mixed own. together yes. oh. because I actually am a food combiner. Yes. I really love, do love mixing. And I like I every love bite to be a little, I like to get creative I'm with every bite. Combiner. I have to share this before I let you go. I have to share this one thing with you that you got me. You really got me thinking about this with the baked potato. I'm worried about the potatoes. What's going on? Do we have a shortage? Because you will not see any news on it. But I I went to a steakhouse recently and they were like, we don't have the baked potatoes right now because our supplier had to be shut down temporarily and they're they're starting back up next month. Okay. And that hurt this is, that this hurt is me. I don't I don't want to panic. Okay. okay. <laughs> no. panic. Because I'm very accustomed to these French fries. Is that an aforementioned, it's Cafe Luxembourg. They're, they're the best French fries in the city because they taste like McDonald's French fries. And anyone who has a problem with that, oh, no. I, I'm Because they're so they're good. They're so good. And I they're the say best some of the ones. Best, yes. They're the best Best ones. French fries. Also, diner French fries. Completely. At least my Silver Star. Very Silver good Star. French fries. Completely. Because I don't like steak fries. No. Don't like steak fries. I don't either. No, if I wanted that, I'd get a baked like- potato. <laughs> And I and I much prefer baked potato. Right. And I don't like shoestring fries. I don't either. either. I don't either. They just feel like a waste of time, like a lot of mess. I agree. Yeah. It's a French yes. fry. It's a, just a perfect right. French fry. I am getting what are so we hungry. Do? I know. <laughs> I have to let you go. I have to let you go, Carrie. Before I let you go, we say no to the potato shortage. We say yes to French fries, and we say yes to Carrie Gant, who you are magical. You are one of my favorite people. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) Tell us where we can find you. (laughs) You can find me um, on all social media through Carrie Gans, just K-E-R-I-G-A-N-S. There she is. And on my website, which is CarrieGansNY.com. Oh, and you can listen to my podcast. Oh, yes. Please listen to Carrie's podcast. Yes. Yes. My podcast, The Carrie Report, which you can find on everything. Apple, Lipson, Spotify, anything. You are a joy. Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at JacquelineLondonRD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.